Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. Mortz, Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. Oh, my goodness. What a week since I've seen you, heard you, talked to you. Are you watching this morning? I hope so, because my hair looks nice. It's a different different look today. <laughs> that would be, of course, at supertalk.fm and supertalk.tv. You can find me every Saturday, thank goodness, and a whole lot of other times. Whenever you have the opportunity to think a little bit green, talk a little bit about gardening, and have the opportunity to consider what you might plant next, hmm... This is the place. Weekend Gardening is here for you, and I'm happy to say that I am the Garden Mama, otherwise known as Nellie Neal. I wanted to start out today by thanking Rebecca Turner for allowing me to come on to her program this week here on Super Talk and talk about the upcoming brief workshops, get-togethers, conversation about fall gardening that I'm happy to be conducting at Lakeland Yard and Garden next Saturday. That's August the 13th, and the one after that, August the 20th, 11 o'clock in the morning. Come on, we're going to have some fun. We've got some good things to talk about. And if, I, if, if nothing else, you will leave with everything you need to grow the one or two things that you're absolutely going to try. Now, if you're a veteran fall gardener, I'm going to let you talk. Because we've got lots of people that are interested in doing this. We've got more people all the time, of course, that want to talk about food gardening. But I'll take other questions at at a point there, too. Lakeland Yard and Garden, 11 a.m. next Saturday and the one after that. So thanks very, very much to Rebecca for helping me get the word out about this event. I'm I'm tickled. This is an experiment. Everybody says, oh, yeah, everybody talks about fall gardening, but then they, you know, go play football and go hunting and go to soccer games, and there's no time. I'm telling you, there's time. A few minutes every day, but just a few minutes. You put a few minutes into a lot of things. You can put a few minutes into one more thing, and that would be maybe just a couple of containers outside your back door with fall vegetables. We'll talk about it, okay? Let's see who's on the phone already before I even give out the numbers. Let's talk to Jim in Laurel. What's going on with your tomato plants, Jim? I got some of the prettiest tomato plants you ever seen. <laughs> Wonderful. But that's all they are is plants. Yeah. There ain't been a tomato on it so far this year. I got six plants, five mm-hmm. of them's in buckets. They was set out at horse fertilizing hay mm-hmm. and good soil. And I don't put miracle grow on them anymore. I did when they were starting out. Mm-hmm. But these things were about six foot tall, no tomatoes. What variety? Two weeks ago, I topped them. What variety is it? Pretty better. Still, still nothing. What am I doing wrong? Okay, better boy. Is that what you're growing? Yes, ma'am. Okay, it's too hot at night for the fruit to set. Now, what happened first? I'm going to guess that. By the time you got those plants up and growing, they were using that horse manure and a little bit of fertilizer. That puts us into a position of having many, many more leaves than we ever have flowers or than we have tomatoes. 
But the good news is you've grown the healthiest plants, you know, in your county probably. So now as soon as the nights get cool enough, and that would be below 70 degrees, as soon as the nights get cool enough, those tomatoes are going to flower and they're going to set fruit, and I'm going to sound like a genius. So keep watering them, keep taking care of them, keep them in the sun, let them go on and grow. That was real smart to top them because they can get, particularly in a container, they can kind of outgrow themselves, you know. <laughs> they can't keep supporting. The, the roots are only so big, and they can't necessarily support an eight-foot-tall plant. So <laughs> cutting them back a little bit before they start this next growth spurt was real smart. But you're going to have tomatoes. It's just going to be later this year. Don't pick up the other fertilizer yet, okay? All righty. Well, Garden Mama, enjoy your show. Thank you, sir. Have a good weekend. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you much. Yeah, that's something we've got to look at. I've been looking at my tomato plants this week, and I've got enough blight on some of them, but they've still got fruit ripening. So I'm kind of in a position. They barely have any leaves left because I've taken all those off, and they're not actually putting on any new leaves, but they're not anywhere near dead either. So I don't know. This is the time of year when we have to make those decisions. Do you add new plants to your collection, or do you keep growing the ones you have? Maybe both in my case. There's every chance of that. Um, One of the fun things that happens at this time of the year also, of course, is we begin to think about what's going to happen with the ornamental grasses. And if you did not prune your ornamental grasses this year, you may notice that they're starting to kind of fall apart in the middle. Um, Whether it's fountain grass or maiden grass, those, those are really very, very likely to do that to you. And, of course, I want you to understand that it's not a permanent disability on the part of the plant. It's just that next winter you need to remember to prune it more severely, and it will be prettier next year. Okay? All right. More on tomatoes. Mike, you're in Houston. What's up? Oh, same old, same old. You got to talk about some of the prettiest tomatoes. I got about 84 plants in those buckets of mine. I have not got a yellow or brown leaf on them. They are booming. Well, I'm going to be jealous all day long, so (laughs) thanks for telling me that. (laughs) What what, what I've been doing, uh, the first 30 days, I put a high nitrogen Fertilizer on them. Mm-hmm. The first numbers, first numbers high. That's right. After I get, after I get the, after I get blooms, I don't want them to grow anymore. I want the fruit from the blooms. That's right. So what I do, I go to the next fertilizer. that has got a higher second number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, and it also helps you to manage their size in those buckets. Because the nitrogen's what pushes that. And you get them as big as you want, they start to bloom, and then it's real smart to switch your fertilizer strategy. The other thing that people have to remember about gallon, five-gallon buckets or any other kind of container gardening is the plants use up that fertilizer pretty quickly a lot, and you need to make sure that you're doing it consistently. So that sounds like a good plan. What varieties? Uh, mostly uh, Whopper, or park, Parks Whopper or something like that, and also... Uh, uh, the purple, purple Cherokee. Oh, purple, yeah, Cherokee, Cherokee purple. purple. Mm-hmm. Nice. And nice. Uh, uh, well, I know I don't have any uh, early girl because my my granny and my mom told me do not get no early girl <laughs> because they only make one one. Sure, it'd be early, but it'd be the only one you're going to get. They're yeah, they're they're a little bit more. Uh, they're able to bear when it's cooler than the others. They'll start sooner, so they get really burned up quick. But it's, for an early, early crop, 
At, you want to be the first one at the market with your tomatoes, Early Girl is a good, good place to start. Thank you very much, Mike. I enjoy hearing about it. I'm jealous. And uh, i got to tell you, I think the tomatoes this fall are going to be a lot better than the tomatoes this spring. My house and everybody else's. Although I did find a couple of cherry tomatoes that I didn't realize were ripening, and I ate them yesterday standing in the garden, and it was very pleasant. It's uh, not even a thick skin. There's been just enough water, just enough rainfall. By the way, if your tomatoes are having a thick skin, and cherry tomatoes will do that because they're determined to go ahead and ripen, even though maybe it's a little hotter than they would like or other conditions are not perfect, that thicker skin is a result of less watering, but not at any one moment. It, it means less consistent. It's not like blossom and rot. Well, it is because it's related to water, but it's a different problem. So just be sure that you, you take care and make that work for you. So now I'll give you the telephone numbers. 888-808-8637 is the Supertalk call line. 601-879-4395 is the C Spire text line. Um, looking at a, a text from Starkville this morning, their coral knockout roses on the south side, they started turning yellow and, and dropping some leaves. The good news is this is the time to prune them. And um, they're, I, as to what's going on, heat, young plant, and rapid growth. So you don't want to cut them back to the to the very base, but you do want to take several inches off of each of these larger stems, and it's time to fertilize them. You may also want to pull some of the mulch from around them and just put your finger in there and make sure that the mulch is not getting the water that the plant should get, because that also will cause yellow leaves. But those yellow leaves um, on that particular rose look to me like they're the result of a rose that has grown very, very quickly and could use some cutting back and some fertilizing. This is the time, by the way, to prune roses that rebloom so that you can get another set of flowers, which, by the way, is another thing on my to-do list. So, <laughs> oh, we're going to keep up the tomato um, conversation on the phone this morning. Bob, welcome in from Columbus. What do you want? What do you know? What can you tell us? Well, uh, since you're talking about tomatoes this morning, I was wondering, have you ever discussed the theory that some people promote about removing a lot of leaves from the tomato plants and the more the less leaves you have, the more tomatoes you get? There are a couple of theories about that. The one that I subscribe to first is to take off the lower leaves so that we don't have the opportunity for as much blight to wash up out of the soil and onto the leaves and then spread up through the plant. So that's the first one. If a plant, if it's a full-size tomato, you know, going to be six feet tall, I, I never let the leaves be any closer than six or eight inches from the ground, and sometimes less than that. Um, the other idea, of course, goes some some part of what you're talking about goes to tomato competition, <laughs> and I was for several years the judge of a tomato competition at the hardware store where I worked. And I have to tell you, those guys did everything. They not only got, you know, German gigantic variety to grow, but yes, they also took some leaves off so that the energy of the plant would go directly to the fruit. Now, if you're in bright, full sun, you still have to keep enough leaves to shade the fruit. You know, you don't want it to burn up. But absolutely, that is definitely something I have seen work. And those these people brought tomatoes that, you know, you could have hollowed out like a, a thing of bread and served soup in. <laughs> they were so big. And yes, that's how they got them, was by that pruning that you're talking about. I don't necessarily have to do that. I do like when the 
plant is real, real thick, I will remove the suckers, and I will certainly remove any blighted leaves. I may even take a few more off if I feel like the air circulation is not good in the interior of the plant. So that's one more reason. Air circulation, getting bigger fruit, and making, keeping sure that, making sure the blight doesn't wash up from the vase. So, yes, I agree with you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Love your show. Sure. Tell me something. How many tomatoes are you growing today? Only three. Oh, that's, that's plenty. How, you know, unless you're feeding ten people, three tomatoes goes a long way. What varieties do you like? Um, I do a yellow cherry tomato. Oh, fun. And it's got a German name, and I forget what it is, but it's really delicious. And then just better boys. The, the yellow cherry, that I know the name of it, and it won't come to me right now, but you're right. That's a delicious tomato. Another one that's really, really good in our state is the heirloom yellow pear. And um, sometimes you, you'll, you'll find those at, at Master Gardener sales or, for instance, at the, the, the sales from the Horticulture Club at Starkville. They're just particularly sweet. And in the middle of the summer, they'll get to be, you know, much bigger than you would expect a pear tomato to get. And I, I like them on the grill. <laughs> they're, they're very sweet. <laughs> anyway, just one more to think about. I'm glad somebody else likes yellow tomatoes. Thanks for calling, Bob. Go ahead. Oop, we lost him. He's gone. Have a wonderful day. Go enjoy some tomatoes. Uh, i tell you what else I'm looking at are a lot of really... Things are burying up at a rapid rate in my garden. I don't know about at your house, but I have I have a real fondness for viburnums. I have a real fondness for a lot of families of plants, but the viburnums don't get enough attention. And at this time of year, when you're looking at a big old thing that was ordinarily just a green mass, and you might have noticed the flowers, but you might not have either, and all of a sudden they have bright, really, really bright blue fruit. I'm not talking about beauty berries. To me, that's purple. Okay, that's a it's, a it's a blue that's so blue it's purple. But this is actually a blue. And I was remembering why I like it so much. There, um, There's always a question of what's who's going to eat what. And in this case, those berries at the point where they become the fattest and the most nutritious for the birds develop that color. It's actually within their plant they're within their ripening process. So it sends a signal to them and lets them know when they should come on and have some. I love that. Um let's see, what's this one? Let's see. Um in Corinth we're looking at Encore azaleas that were planted in April. They are still green but no growth. The good news is they're still green. That means that you didn't get any plant transplant shock. And as long as you're seeing healthy leaves sitting there, I would expect them to bloom at some point this autumn. If you're not seeing any buds at all, you could probably, at this moment, you could go give them about a half a dose of shrub food if you wanted to, but you probably don't have to. They're probably going to go ahead and bloom at least once um, this fall. The good news is that azaleas, like the encores, are super-duper terrific. They they last a lot, lot longer than you think. They'll be there for years. So if they don't bloom this first year, they'll certainly catch up next year. Okay? Don's in Florence. What's on your mind, Don? I have a couple of muscadine vines, and uh, they've been producing now for about three years, but I just can't seem to get any size on my fruit. Mm-hmm. Fertilize uh, at least two or three times through the growing season, but 
just can't seem to get any size. Any pointers? When do you prune? I'm sorry? When do you prune them? I prune them in February. Okay. When you do that, do you cut back those sidebars so that they're going back to a cluster? In other words, you know how to okay. you know how you're talking about you have the long cane and then you cut that side piece so that's where and that's where the fruit appears. Uh-huh. Okay. Next year, take off about every fifth one. And without any more water coming to the plant, that will that will increase the size of the fruit that's able to be produced. What are you fertilizing with? Just triple 13. Okay. Change over to a fruit tree food. The reason for that is because you're getting a lot more nitrogen in there than you need to make fruit, and you need more phosphorus and more potassium instead. So that's also limiting the size of the fruit because you're getting so much nitrogen into it. Especially, okay. especially two right. or three times a year, you, you're kind of building. You're you're favoring the leaves over the fruit. So if we flip that and give it the opportunity to physically be limited by taking off every, you know, just a few of the clusters that form after they form, then you you also can change your fertilizer and you'll change the dynamic that's going on out there. That's a given that we got plenty of sun and they're good varieties and all that, which obviously they are. But if anybody else okay. is thinking, well, I need, there are people who call me and say my muscadines don't make any fruit, and it turns out that they're in the complete dark woods, you know, <laughs> where nothing else can even grow. You're not going to get a lot of fruit there, but yours are planted and they're intentional. So I think we can do just great with them. All right. Thank you, Don. Hang on. Can you hang on? We have to step away for just a little bit, but we'll come back, talk to Don, then we'll talk to John, then we'll see what else is on this text line. This is Weekend Gardening. Did you know that Mississippi Industries for the Blind is the mandatory supplier of ratchet straps for the U.S. Postal Service? MIB is also the mandatory supplier to the military for their heavy-duty one-gauge booster cables. Good news! MIB is now offering our ratchet tie-down straps and heavy-duty booster cables to you. These quality-made products are made here in Mississippi by visually impaired and blind Mississippians. You can shop now at msblind.org. Hundreds of thousands of Mississippians like me. Yes, me. Depend on public benefits for health care, food, and, and housing. housing. To receive these benefits, I, I cannot have more than $2,000 in my name. With able, I can save for my future without losing my much needed benefits. benefits. I couldn't plan on savings before, but, but now I am, I am able. able. Visit MississippiAble.com to get started. 
Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. Love your results or your money back. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Are you getting stressed out trying to buy or sell in today's real estate market? Hi, I'm Adam Moore with Four Corner Properties. At Four Corner Properties, we take pride in making your buying and selling experience simple and stress-free. With the foundation of our company being built on faith, family, and friendship, you can put your trust in our team at Four Corner Properties. So whether you're looking for a new home or looking for that new hunting track, give me a call on my cell at 662-528-2581 or at the office at 601-952-2828. Sit back, relax, and let me do the work for you. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the summer fun sale July 29th through August 8th and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $27.29. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, 35% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only, some exclusions apply. See store for details. Is there something wrong and you can't put your finger on it? Right then, roll to me. What a great tune. Love song. Come on now. Everybody can enjoy that. Welcome back to Weekend Gardening. I, I, I know it's goofy. It doesn't fit in with all the rest of my stuff. It just happens to be part of my life. Now, just wait. There's other music coming that's even older than the older stuff. 
Oh, my goodness. It's going to be something around here, but some new stuff, too. There's some good, good music out there. Hello, Tedeschi Trucks. Anyway, um, back to Don. What's all, what's out, what, what was your other question, Don? About my, my, my spring tomatoes. I mm-hmm. was asking you about the size of my muscadines, and you said you use a different fertilizer. Mm-hmm. I can't seem to get good size on my spring tomato crop. Do I need to? I just use triple 13 on them. Mm-hmm. Do I... Do I do something different with that? Yes, sir. That again, you can. It, it, I'm not. I don't have a. I'm, it's not the fertilizer I use, but I understand why people use it, and it's a great place to start for that sort of bad, really fast growth in the springtime. But it is too much nitrogen for later on in the season, and that will limit the amount that you get. That's why the tomato foods that you see somewhere will have an analysis maybe of five, fifteen, ten, or something like that. They'll have higher second and third numbers, and that that plus the other care, good care that you give them should give you bigger fruit. Okay, that helps a lot. I'm Let me hear from you. I want to know. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Let's see now if we can get to John. Um, he's out. He's he's driving, but he's driving carefully. Good morning, John. Welcome to Weekend Gardening. Good morning. It's great to talk to you. There's so many things I'd like to talk to you about. But That's why I'm I here. I want to tell you about <laughs> about that uh, pineapple tree. I went down to the local gro- grocery store and got a pineapple. I wanted uh, tropical looks around my swimming pool, and I got local uh, place there that I got a banana tree, a mm-hmm. few banana trees. And and I, after three years, I finally got a, a, a pineapple to grow out, out. I cut the top off a of pineapple, peeled it down, put it in water, let the roots start mm-hmm. generating, mm-hmm. and then I transplanted it. And uh, after three years, I got me a pineapple to, uh, this year. Isn't and, that fun? Uh, well, you sent the picture, didn't you? Did you send me a picture this morning? I'm sorry. Did, I didn't hear you. Did you send me a picture this morning? Yes, I did. It yes, looks I great. Did. Oh, wow. I, I'm so tickled about it. It, it really is. Uh, but three years, you know, of taking it inside during winter and stuff. But, and they get bigger uh, and bigger and bigger. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, gonna put it, I'm actually going to transplant it in a prettier, bigger pot this time since it's produced. And I just... But my banana trees have it, and I put them in the ground at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, uh, what do I do to make them produce? Uh, there's nothing each year, and I've got like eight plants. Um, do you tell me what part of this? You don't have to give me your address, but what part of the state do you live in, or where? What area? I'm up in uh, north uh, northwest Alabama. Uh, okay, around Mississippi, All right. There's so. only one or two varieties that will actually produce fruit there. The rest of them are ornamental for the leaves. So I'm going to suggest that you take a couple of pictures, go to your local garden center, and just say, "Do I have do I have the do I have the the banana that's going to make, or do I have a, a, a more one that's going to be ornamental here?" Our season. What happens, of course, is that our season is marginal, even in Jackson, in the central part of the state where I am. And we sometimes make bananas and sometimes we don't. Further south, it's a piece of cake. But the rest of us have to kind of be a, a little, we, we may or may not. In my front garden, I often do. Sometimes I don't, though. Now, I will tell you this. People go to great lengths, you know, because once those things freeze in the winter, you do have to chop them down. And But people will go to great lengths to keep them from freezing. I had a neighbor once who made tomato, made, made bananas, excuse me, 
in Jackson, Mississippi, earlier than anybody had ever seen. He wrapped his in insulation and put lights on them. It was one of the ugliest things I've ever seen in anybody's yard. <laughs> Could look right over my fence and see him. But he made bananas. So I, I got to tell you, people go to great lengths. They really do. Because it's fun to grow them and they're delicious. But it just depends on what variety you have. I would check locally about that. And then I would make sure that you're keeping them in as warm a site as you can, can put them. And otherwise, just enjoy the leaves because they are gorgeous. They're beautiful plants. Yeah, it looks very tropical around. Absolutely the does. Yeah, Absolutely does. Do you have fatsia? Uh, no. Okay, look for that. It's a it's a big old leaf with you know it looks like a glove you know big five hand five leaf but it's thick, and it's going to be a bit a good bit hardier and it will give you that tropical look as well on a smaller plant. Just add that to your collection. Take a look at it. Oh. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Appreciate you calling. Drive carefully now. You got to drive carefully, of course. What a this is such a wonderful audience. Jim in Hernando has um, gone to the trouble of looking up yellow cherry tomato yellow cherry tomato varieties that are German. Uh huh. Obscure, yes. And yet, I've t- I've actually eaten one of them. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Which one's growing where? But um, Reason Trobe is is lovely. Uh, Blankofchen, I've actually eaten. It's very citrusy tasting, as the direct description says. But Reinhard's Gold Kirsch is the one that it sounds to me like our collar is growing. I don't know. We, we'll find out. We'll find out the, all of that. By the way, a point of trivia here: it uh, it takes at least fifty leaves on that pineapple plant before it can make a fruit. It, it's usually more like 60 or so, but it, you'll, you may see that when, it, when they get to that size, and they are huge. Now, i got to tell you, variegated pineapples are absolutely one of the most beautiful, hardest-to-live-with plants that I have ever had. They get to be about four feet across, and they are prickly, but they make really gorgeous. I mean, their impression that they make is beautiful because they're striped, and then they make a fruit. Good grief! How beautiful. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say I had a relative who turned over the corner of her living room to my pineapple plants one winter. <laughs> I appreciated it very, very much. Lovely, lovely plants. Brenda's in Brandon with her, her Maypop we talked about last week. She's got her first butterfly, and what a, what a great, great picture. I do love that 4 o'clock, too. I'm um, I don't grow four o'clocks right now, but I have grown them, and I find them to be one of the nicer, um, just wild plants. You know, you never know exactly what they're going to look like, and that appeals to me. It doesn't appeal to everybody, but I like things that break in different colors and, and give us different uh, perspectives as time goes by. Someone sent me a question about um, Cajun hibiscus and what is that? You know, how, how come they have that name, and are they different, and this and that? Traditionally, there were tropical hibiscus, you know, shiny leaf, um, bright flowers in the summertime, don't make it through the winter in anywhere outside of, you know, the, the really farthest south, like your courtyard in Biloxi. <laughs> They'll be fine. But most of the rest of us have a little more trouble keeping them alive outdoors. Then there were perennial hibiscus. Dinner plate was one of the famous, first famous ones because the flowers were as big as dinner plates, and that's become the generic term for them because they have big flowers, but their leaves are not shiny. 
their leaves are, are dull green, and they come up every year out in the garden, and they bloom. Right now I've got one blooming that was about a two-and-a-half-foot-tall plant and has now decided that it wants to be a seven-foot-tall plant. So it's really in my way, and I'm going to have to find another place for it to grow. I keep cutting it back, and it keeps growing. So that's a a good problem to have. But the Cajun hibiscus are, yes, a result of breeding between those two extremes of the hibiscus world. Um, Louisiana has a has DuPont Nursery, Robbie DuPont, and the, the family there does all of this. They've introduced them internationally, and they are fabulous and spectacular. They are hardier than the tropicals. They're not quite as hardy as the perennials, but they have such wild flowers and such crazy combinations of colors that everybody has really begun to just enjoy them very, very much. They can get, um, just like any other hibiscus, any other, really any other flower, they can get thrips occasionally. And if you have a rose or you have a hibiscus or you have some other flowering shrub that the buds just sit there and nothing happens, they don't open, they don't fall off, they just sit there. Cut one in half, and if you see something in there that looks about the size of a comma, you know, a little tiny, tiny insect, those are thrips, and you can deal with them at that point. But you've got to know you have them, because otherwise there's no point in, in, in doing that. Trey and Grenada's here to impress me as usual with images. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a white perennial hibiscus. Just gorgeous. thing is the size of your house. It's a great big plant. <laughs> That's beautiful, just lovely. Um, it's a the just a, a the, the flower is gorgeous. Really love that. I love Althea. All of those in that hibiscus family that are the summer flowers are some that we really treasure. We don't realize because they're so ordinary and common to us. Um, and I mean that in the very best way. That is to say, they're here. They're everywhere. It, it's kind of like canna lilies. We don't. We take them for granted. Other people prize these things, and, and in places it, it's sort of the plant equivalent of the old expression, an expert is a journeyman far from home. Now, of course, an expert is the top of the line, knows everything about it, about any subject. And a journeyman is somebody who's on their way to being that, but they're still learning. But if you know more than everybody else in the room, because you're a journeyman far from home, you suddenly become an expert, right? So that's what that expression means. And sometimes that's exactly what we're looking at. Oh, how is technology affecting our lives today? Well, just about every way. Um, I had to reset my router this week, and I was reminded of its vulnerabilities. (laughs) But I remember... I know that everybody thinks, you know, Voyager is a Star Trek um, a ship, you know, and, and a wonderful, absolutely wonderful. But Voyager is also a real thing. In 1977, NASA sent out the Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 probes to go to the edge of our known universe, the edge of our solar system, rather, and, and check it all out. Okay? Well, they had a five-year life on them, but they still work. It's like reaching in that drawer, you know, and your grandfather's pocket watch, turn it on, you know, I mean, wind it, don't turn it on, you wind it and clean it maybe a little bit and look at it, it still works. My goodness. Yep, 23, because see, after they finished looking at the solar system, they just kept going. 
That was what they were intended to do. This was, and then now don't get upset. This was also before we actually knew what space junk was all about. We realized things were going to fall on other things. I don't, I don't know what we did think, but we didn't think that. Okay. Well, both of the probes continue to work after 45 years. Thank you very much. Um, Voyager One communicates with the deep space network and gets routine commands and transmits data. So they they literally have to go back to. And no, it's not even a floppy disk. This is a manual of instructions of how to program this thing, because that's what they had then. They had instructions of how to do it. So they go back and consult all of that. And, of course, some pieces of the equipment lasted longer than others. But uh, they, in, in 2017, they actually were able to and had to launch teeny tiny micro motors to re- reorient the thing. They hadn't even been turned on in 37 years. They worked. So now we've got another one going on. We've got a successful, um, now they're doing the same test with the other Voyager 2 spacecraft, which is another one that's moving in interstellar space long after the five years. Long after the five years. That's just magnificent. So we continue to get information from them. And frankly, they... um, of course, the probes are losing their charges, and, and NASA plans to turn them off. Every now and then, though, they plan to turn things off, and they don't go off. <laughs> they just keep going. So if you're writing a science fiction novel, I've got some ideas for you. <laughs> you may want to think about Voyager. Hmm. It seemed very – it was innovative at the time as a name. Now I realize that it seems funny. Oh, that's just beautiful, Terry. Terry's in Bogachita. And um, he's, he, does, he does not cut back his bananas in Bogachita, and they are taller than the house. Now tell me, Terry, do they make fruit? That's the next question. Oh, that's, that's a beautiful plant. It, it, you would have to really like a banana because it's going to dwarf your house. And, but it's great shade. That porch looks nice and cool up in there. I like that. Very, very spiffy. I have been spending the summer with dragonflies. Some years it's one thing's. One thing, sometimes it's another. Suddenly, you know, one insect or another tends to dominate. And this year, for some reason, it's dragonflies. Did you know that they have no teeth, but they can bite? Did you know that they fly, eat, and mate in the air while they're flying? Did you know that they represent the perks of maturity? That means we survived, friends. Let's have a little fun. What do you say? Come right around again here in a moment. This is Weekend Gardening. So pure, it's the morning too. The rail go low, it's Friday too. For eyes they talk and say, come on, what killed me, baby? It's a hidden charm. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone service keeps you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having phone service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. 
Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's creoninfo.com. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242.
I was glad to hear from Kyle to tell me that uh, the dragonflies are even prettier than they were. This year they're more colorful than ever, and I've noticed that myself. I I seldom take more than two pictures of a dragonfly in any given year, even though it's uh, I, I have a great fondness for them because they just don't happen to light up enough at the moment. But this one's these these several that have been in my garden. I've got purple and blue and all kind of things on them. I'm um, I'm thinking, Kyle. I don't know. We we might have to get a new tattoo. I don't know. We just, we just have to wait and see about this. Um, I have to tell you something. There's there's some advice that I'm not sure I want to take, but you know. I probably should. I thought I was already doing this. Duke University is telling us that it doesn't matter which fiber you choose, just eat more fiber, whatever it is. There's a whole lot. I don't know exactly. I don't know who had a convention. I don't know exactly what all happened, but we are absolutely in the midst of a flurry of research reports for how you can live better, feel better, um, you know, stay stronger, avoid dementia, and all these other things. That of course, none of this applies to any one person. And these are studies that apply to the, us as a population. Um, I, do, I will say, though, that I'm, I'm impressed with how many people are interested. I think it's all the people that are of a different generation who are concerned about taking care of a particular generation. And in this case, it's another story about how gardening takes guts. We know that gardening is the way to feel better, live better, eat better, and find yourself in a way to make yourself a little bit happier than you were before you got started on the project. But it also is true that the huge array of dietary fiber supplements, it's like, have you ever gone and looked for whole, I realize that there's Bisquick and there's there's Pioneer and there's all those biscuit mixes, okay, but there used to be whole wheat versions of that or whole grain versions of that and there aren't any more now they're all gluten free well that's fine i'm happy for gluten free but i just want one box of the one that i remember it's not there anymore and when you go to look at dietary fiber supplements if you ever knew anybody that had to take fiber they'd like two choices well now it's an aisle in the store so how do you decide what you know it's not necessarily been reviewed by anybody or it's just a claim what how do you know what's going on the good news is apparently it doesn't matter. <laughs> so they, the folks at, at Duke University did all this for us, and they found that the people that responded best to the addition of fiber into their bodies, that is to say, not just in the way you actually function, but the way you feel, okay, had, were the people that hadn't been eating any. All right? So obviously some fiber is better than no fiber. And then when they went to the people that were already involved in making sure that their guts were working well, and they added a few things to that, they found that they were even more happier people. So the good news is it, it, may, or may, it may be necessary to personalize, it may be necessary to check a few things, because not everything works for everybody. But in general, over the population, not over individuals, but over the population, more fiber is better. All right? If that doesn't tell you something about the whole grain world, and by the way, what are the top... Um, High fiber foods, in case you don't even know what I'm talking about, or you have some other some ideas. Brown rice, yes, that's right, my favorite. Brown rice, um, popcorn, any kinds of nuts, the skin of a baked potato. Now, I don't mean that you should go out and eat only the skin, but it does mean that the baked potato skin is particularly high in fiber. Berries have fiber. Um, 
oatmeal, of course. Many many vegetables have vegetables have fiber. Some of them have more than others. The, the the beans and whatnot. There's so many choices. If you just have a diet that is a little bit different, you will get it. You'll get there. Okay. Well, Papa D tells us that it's uh, raining again. <laughs> Continuing to rain, drip, 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 past Christian. I'm glad that you're uh, able to get what you need because not everybody's getting the same. It, it looks like this next week, though, is going to be, without giving you the weather forecast, because I don't do that, it looks like next week's going to catch us all up in some places. Ooh, let's see, in Oxford, Mississippi, what's the best pumpkin to plant now? Well, we're a little late for planting now for Halloween this year. So, I'm, I, I will tell you that smaller pumpkin varieties usually bear quicker by a, a few days, not a whole lot, than the giant mammoths. If you want to plant pumpkins, mark your calendar next year for the 4th of July holiday, if not a little bit sooner even. July 1st is generally speaking our cutoff deadline. But if you want to grow the tiny pumpkins that make a vine that's actually a gourd, those you can plant now. You'll find those seeds, they're ornamental, they're, they're lovely. And, of course, if you can, uh, if you can, well, no, that wouldn't work either. Never mind. That was a not a good idea. This is a better idea. Get the vining one that's a small pumpkin. It looks like a pumpkin. It's a gourd. And you'll find those. That's, that's easy to get. Pretty funny, though, that we, uh, we do think about doing that. Ooh, dragonfly tattoo. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's lovely. Yes, I like skin art. Get over it. Come on. I, I come from a world where pierced earrings and skin art were considered really wild and crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know how, how, how conservative my family was. Now, that's not to say that plenty of people that are conservative don't also have tattoos and, you know, whatnot. But I'm just letting you know that it was a big deal um, to, to even discuss. My mother and I had to sneak off to get my ears pierced so that my father and my grandmother wouldn't know until it was too late. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And somehow I turned out okay. Went to college, graduated, got a career, you know, had some kids, wonderful love in my life, all those sorts of things, even though my ears were pierced. What did your mama tell you that you should do that everybody else was telling you not to? Most people's mamas have one or two things, and they'll say, it's okay, you can shorten that skirt by an inch, you know, or you, you can, uh, it's okay, you can wear eyeliner, you know, when you're 18. That's all right. We were a little younger than that, but... Anyway, this is just the funny stuff that sometimes somebody, it might be your grandmother, might be your mama, might be your Aunt Sue, but somebody stood up for the kind of silliness that you wanted to do as a teenager, and that, that's delicious. That's fun. Ooh, our friends the bacteria are keeping me busy this week. The engineers at, at uh, University of Massachusetts Amherst, which is not MIT, it's a different school, but equally well-known in that particular part of the world, there, we've been talking for ages around here about the biofilm business and trying to figure out what they were going to do with it because it had so many more powers once they started studying it. It had so many more things going on than, than they had realized. This particular one coming out in Nature Communications actually has a really green energy. And since we're all about the green around here, I look forward to it. This particular one harvests the energy in evaporation. So, so, for example, when you sweat, the evaporation turns into electricity in this biofilm. 
All right. You can when plants transpire and they evaporate water, it turns into energy in this particular case. This is a thin sheet of bacterial cells about the sheet size of a sheet of paper, and it is a naturally engineered version of a common bacteria that produces electricity and has been used in microbial batteries before in other research. But look at that now. That's really fun. It it doesn't it doesn't need to be fed. It works all the time. Hmm. We gardeners could probably produce enough energy for the entire universe at the rate we're sweating this summer. You know what they say? The month of August had turned into a griddle where the days just lay there and sizzled. Thanks to Sue Monk Kid for that one. She's from Georgia, so she knows. Hey now, we got a ways to go. There'll be some more weekend gardening. Peace of mind goes a long way. As parents, we want to make sure our kids are taken care of in the future in all aspects, right? Especially financially. The Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services offers a savings program to help their clients achieve a better life experience by offering a way to alleviate some of the unknown financial worries. Mississippi ABLE is a federal program which enables individuals with disabilities to save money in tax-advantaged accounts that may be used for qualified disability expenses while keeping the eligibility for federal benefits. Learn more about Mississippi ABLE at MississippiAble.com. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork, your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm JT Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. With one Mississippi high school already having to go virtual due to a COVID-19 breakout, State Health Officer Dr. Dan Edney says the best way to protect your kids this school year is to make sure they're vaccinated. You know, we're not in the same situation we were two years ago when no one had any protection. Um, and we're just having to learn to, to live in, in this new environment. We can't predict what the fall is going to 
hold. So we just really encourage folks, you know, get your kids vaccinated, um, keep your family up, up to date, just give them all the protection they can so that we can have a successful school year in the, in the schoolroom, in the classroom, which is where we want our kids. This past Wednesday, McGee High School went into a seven-day quarantine. They expect to return to campus on August 10th. Mississippi is currently seeing around 1,200 new cases per day as of the last week. From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Singing River Health System, a county-owned hospital system on the coast, has announced an intent to sell. A public hearing will be held at 6 p.m. August 17th. Richard Robertson is with the Mississippi Hospital Association. The state law was amended a few years ago so that um, so that they would have to first go back to their constituents and um, give them an opportunity through the referendum process to express whether or not they wanted the hospital to, to go up for sale. And if the vote uh, is no, then then it won't. But um, if it if it is, then they would entertain bids on that process. Jackson County supervisors say if they don't sell, the county will have to increase taxes to keep the hospital afloat. According to figures presented by Singing River Health System, they'd need $287 million over the next five years to cover mounting costs. Singing River operates hospitals in Pascagoula, Gulfport, and Ocean Springs, as well as 40 clinics, and employs a staff of 4,000. Sports Mississippi, I'm Nixon Williams. We are now in the month of August, and the countdown officially begins for the kickoff of 2022's college football season. ESPN's computer has predicted the college football's 10 toughest schedules. LSU is at number 10. Their tough game is Alabama, November the 5th. Indiana is number 9. South Carolina is number 8. Alabama has the 7th toughest schedule in the nation. Texas A&M is 6th. Their tough game is Alabama on October the 8th. Tennessee is 5th. Their tough game is Alabama on October 15th. Then Georgia Tech is the number 4. Vanderbilt is the number 3. And their tough game is Alabama on September 24th. And Mississippi State has the second toughest schedule in the nation, according to ESPN's computer. And their tough game is Alabama on October the 22nd. Auburn has the number 1 toughest schedule in the nation, according to ESPN's computer. And their tough game is Alabama on November the 26th. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Swartz, Mississippi. Please never use gas appliances for purposes which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes and never store flammable materials inside propane cylinders. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in protecting your home or business. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards. Plus, we offer free gas checks for our customers. 
energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Hundreds of thousands of Mississippians like me. Yes, me. Depend on public benefits for health care, food, and, and housing. housing. To receive these benefits, I cannot have more than $2,000 in my name. With able, I can save for my future without losing my much-needed benefits. benefits. I couldn't plan on savings before, but, but now I am able. able. Visit MississippiAble.com to get started. The NFL preseason kicked off this past Thursday night when Raiders defeated the Jaguars 27-11. to Former Southern Miss quarterback Nick Mullins was one of three quarterbacks used by the Raiders. He completed eight of 11 passes for 72 yards. Rookie running back Snoop Conner out of Ole Miss was in the game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He ran the ball four times for 10 yards in the game. And then later on this morning at 11 o'clock will be the induction into the Hall of Fame Class of 2022 in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Tony Baselli, offensive tackle for the Jaguars. Cliff Branch, wide receiver for the Raiders. Leroy Butler, safety for the Packers. The late Sam Mills, linebacker for the Saints and Panthers. Richard Seymour, defensive end for the Patriots and Raiders. And Brian Young, defensive end for the 49ers. Coach Dick Vermeil will go into the Hall of Fame, along with the first official in the Hall of Fame, Art McNally, who officiated from 1959 to 67. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Talk Sports, Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Oh, my goodness. Is it really time to plant a garden again? Yes. Our fall garden begins in July and really kicks it all up in August here in the Deep South. And, of course, you can join me for a couple of opportunities to talk about that topic and others. Saturday, April 13th, Saturday, April, Saturday, August 13th, and August 20th at Lakeland Yard and Garden at 11 a.m., okay? Be there with me. We're going to have some fun, and we're going to actually have the opportunity to talk about the things that no one tells you. Like, for example, you can plant beets right now. Our friends Columbus, Hernando, starting at the, at the, the, the top of the, shall we say, food chain in this particular case, because we are talking about food, um, seven, zone seven, then into zone 8A as a, next week, the week after that. And pretty soon you're planting beets all the way up and down the deep south. Guess what? They don't take that long to make. So you can plant them again and again and again all the way through about Halloween and still count on them to be fully ripened and wonderful in time for you to eat them before the weather would take them. Some of them even go longer than that, some areas and some plantings. For example, if you have containers in a greenhouse, you're going to be able to grow beets all year. But that's true of almost everything else in that case, too. But we can talk about that. We can talk about the variety that you like. Um, we can talk about so many other things that are of interest to the green world. And I really am glad because I, that gives me a chance to talk and to be with you on Saturdays. Now, you might be listening on Saturday. You might be listening to the rebroadcast. You might be listening on demand. You might be listening to the podcast. Whatever you're doing, thank you. Thank you. You make my world. I have uh, been a radio fan all my life, been a gardener all my life. 
And I have to tell you that there's nothing for me, you know, what, what do you like? Well, I like to listen to the radio. I like to garden. Okay, those two things kind of go together. If you've never had the opportunity to listen to somebody call a baseball game like Vin Scully, well, guess what? Everybody aspires to be like Vin Scully, so just keep listening, and the next one will, will come along. Um, I had the opportunity to hear him on the radio, but I also had the opportunity to be at a game in, in Dodger Stadium once, and it was a treat. Um, I, I also had the opportunity, for those of you who are feeling like, isn't she a Cubs fan? Yes, I got to hear Harry Carey once, too. <laughs> That's how long I've been going to ball games. But the good news is that this new generation, quote-unquote, people that are maybe 40 or 50 years old, they're calling great games. It's fun to listen to. I'm not going to pick them out because they all know me. But when we get into that pantheon and there's people saying, what, what was that voice and whose did you remember? I know Vin Scully's will be one of them. So I appreciated everybody paying so much attention to him. And, and it's hard to think that someone actually was there calling a game before the Dodgers ever moved out of Brooklyn and then was still calling games, whatever, 40-some-odd years later. That's a gift, both to the team and the, the populace, but certainly to him as an individual, too. Pretty cool. All right, enough about that. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, can you let them know about that? You see that in the text? We've lost a station. And uh, <clears throat> somebody will get in touch and do that. But that's the reason why we do have the opportunity to stream and supertalk.fm has both audio and video. That's right, video. Ah, Do you have army worms? I don't have army worms at the moment, but when I have had them, um, they, they've been a big problem. They're, you think you've just gotten over the grasshoppers in the summer, and then suddenly here come the army worms in the late part of the summer and moving into the fall. It's another thing you can control with spinosad. Um, people say I talk too much about spinosad. Well, I like it, and it works, and it's not overused, and it's a natural product. So the chances of insects really adapting to it are kind of small. Um, the, the good news is that... Uh, the truth of the matter is that you may find an army worm or ten, and if you do, you should physically remove them. But if you have to treat, by all means, because they'll eat almost everything. There are at least eighty species, maybe more than that, that they eat. Preferably, in other words, they'll 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 go from one to the other. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Speaking of beets, the question is, what carrots will grow? I like um, in even growing in containers. I, I like to grow shorter length carrots. I know some people just love carrots that are supposed to be, you know, 10 inches long and, and basically can become weapons if you leave them in the ground too long. I don't want that anyway. My my favorite thing is a carrot that is a cylindrical carrot, which means that it's just about the same diameter at the top of the carrot as it is at the bottom. Now, yeah, they all come to a slight point, but it's not as much of a point. It's more of a rounded stop. Danvers half long is what I'm thinking of. I like that one. Chantenay also does that. And that's even, Chantenay is the name given to carrots that look like this. Um, I find them to be easier to grow. They're sweeter. And quite frankly, the only, the only thing you have to do to carrots to get them to grow, well, two things. You have to give them a deep enough soil to grow in. That's why they're perfect in containers. But you got to thin them. 
And that's the hardest part. The good news is the thinnings, you can eat them, you can, you know, fry them and throw them on top of something else as a garnish. You can do whatever you want to do with them, but there's no reason not to go ahead and use them. Um, We have so much trouble thinning plants that we end up with little plants trying to squish up next to each other and there's not even enough room for them to grow up, much less to grow down. And in the case of carrots, that's really what we want. Three inches apart is great. Once they've sprouted, um, that's that's where you need to put them. Yeah, we're all going to probably plant them a little bit closer together because we're afraid they won't come up. So give yourself that opportunity. Okay? Okay. I was um, kind of surprised, you know, that the I was telling you that there are an awful lot of uh, human studies, things that, that what can keep us healthier, make us happier, all of these things. Um, what in the world explains some of the differences, though, when we look at, if we look into your brain and we see that your brain basically has the same developments, those plates and those things that they talk about, in the brains of people with severe diseases of Alzheimer's, for example, the cognitive reserve is what they're looking at now to explain the difference between somebody that whose brain scan looks just the same as somebody else's and yet who is not affected, has very few or no symptoms. Yes, with age, everything gets a little bit dicey at time to time. The, the classic story, which was told to me by my doctor, so I'm not making this up, is that it's not really a problem if you put your car keys in the freezer as long as you can find them and don't think that that's where they belong. <laughs> if you decide if you decide that that's the thing, then that's the thing. But you may or may not do that. So the American Academy of Neurology wants you to know that they've been looking at factors beyond what that brain scan can tell them. Yes, your level of education, your job choices, Less, um, less, inter- less interaction, though, less of a social life or the, the lack of one entirely really does make those conditions all worse. So, for example, taking part in religious groups and sports or artistic activities, going to the community center, taking up, you know, um, card games or, or art or something there, going to a club like, oh, I don't know, a plant club. I don't know. Going to Lakeland at 11 o'clock next Saturday and talking to me about plants, getting out and doing all of these things, any of those kind of things, along with um, one of the other factors that they saw was the level of education that you have achieved by age 26. Now, I'm telling you, that's going to change. That's going to go up by 10 years in the next five minutes because we understand that education goes on longer, particularly, for example, you serve in the military, you come back and go to school. You may not be through educating yourself by the time you're 26. But these are all things that sort of provide a little bit of a cushion around your brain in in the sense of another thing for your brain to rely on other than its own natural condition. And that would say, be, for example, what they call cognitive reserves. So I think that's really interesting. This was a study, not small, more than 1,100 people um, born in 1946, all of them, in the U.K. So they began studying these folks when they were eight years old with cognitive tests, which is really a very classic age to start. If you remember the first time that they gave you a pencil and told you to fill in the circle on the test, you were probably about eight years old. And uh, they did it again 
for those who survived, which apparently was most of them, um, when they were 69 years old. So it was interesting enough, the average score was um, 92. The lowest score was 53. The highest score was an absolute 100 in this, which had to do with what you participated in and what you did for yourself beyond just your physical brain is what made the difference. So it's an interesting study, something to think about. Now, you may not like this one as well, but also in the uh, online journal um, of neurology, (laughs) those social visits, which could also be the clubs and the community center and the doing things and the keeping up with stuff. Yes, the exercise, whether it's a whatever it is, you know, online or in a gym or at the park. Um, I I remember when I first discovered what Tai Chi was, I wanted to be able to do it because the people all looked like flamingos out in the park, and they just looked like they were having such a wonderful time. I'm not really, I I don't know where to even go to learn Tai Chi, but, you know, there's probably somewhere. But guess what the other thing is that will keep you really tied in? And you may already have guessed, it's a chore. You got to have something to do. And yes, you got to have. It could even be walking the dog. It could be growing the garden that you feel like you have to. If it's a chore, it's not something that you're just doing for fun on any point you want it. It's a routine task that you must perform in order for the rest of your life to function. That would be walking the dog and weeding the garden. And those, both of those things, um, even household chores, really do help with all of this. There, this was a really big one in the UK. This was uh, average age of 56 years old and more than 500,000 people. And they found that the differences came down to exercise, social visits, and chores in really um, reducing the risk of dementia. And yes, electronic devices do count to a certain extent. I like that. I think that's kind of fun. Do you know about, uh, we talked about the, the trash bugs, I think, last week, or was it week before? They're the lacewing larvae that gather up their own camouflage from around them. They'll put lichen on their back, or they'll put little pieces of leaves and stuff, and they carry them around so that when you see them, they're usually still, but if you touch them, they might bite you, and they also have a tendency to move away from you. They kind of skittle, all right? So there's two choices. If you confront them too much, they'll bite you, but if not, they'll skittle away. One of the things that says, well, why do I need to even leave them alone? Why can't I just, you know, get rid of them? Because they're the green lacewing larvae, that's why. Um, This is one of those creatures that looks fragile, but it it isn't. If you see tiny strings hanging from the plant with eggs on the bottom of them, which is a very characteristic thing, you'll see that and you'll go, what is that? Well, that's lacewing eggs waiting to be hatched into those marvelous larvae, which are called aphid lions. And aphid lions, um, at, you, you've probably seen t- the T-shirts. It's one of those things where the, it, it's a cartoon and it's delightful, but the aphid is really vulnerable to the aphid lion in a big way. They'll eat 200 of the aphids or 200 eggs every week while they're developing. And believe me, um, it takes about three weeks to grow, and, and then they, they then pupate into a, a lacewing itself. So by that time, the next group has hatched. So they're pretty cool. Pretty wonderful. Let's see. Jay at the Reg. Oh, my goodness. I'll have to look that up and tell you the answer to that one. I don't know about the answer to that one. Jay at the Reg has um, 
some some things coming out in the water. Anyway, we'll, we'll I'll look that one up. I do know what I've seen that before, not at my house, fortunately, but I've certainly seen it before. I will look it up for you. I hope that you um, have not been doing everything that I do. I told you about chopping on some shrubs the other week. And I tell you, they look better, but they're really sad that I did that because they don't—they're—they're they're not going to grow. I don't think. I think I've—I think this—this this may be one of those cases where cutting it back was the last resort to see if it could live, and it just couldn't. I've seen this year. I've seen some hydrangeas with huge amounts of spotted leaves on them. Sometimes you can stop that by spraying with a fungicide. Sometimes you can't. And you just have to go ahead and take those leaves off and get them out of the garden so that the new ones can sprout and hopefully not be affected by that particular um, leaf spot, which is, of course, a phenomenon that occurs in the spring, but we don't see it until the summer. So uh, it's one of those one of those things It's just well, it can cause a little stress to wait and see what's going to happen in the garden. Um, another piece of the puzzle, of course, for me has been yeah, I've got Harlequin Glory Bower Clearodendron coming up in places. I don't even have one, but it's coming up in places where it shouldn't be. And I keep cutting it down, and it keeps coming back up. So I've told you this before. I just did this this week. Um, I had an old box of iodized salt. And yes, I uh, went out cut that thing down because it's impinging on my roses it was not out in you know if I didn't care what else was around it I would just let it grow and see what happens but unfortunately it is something that spreads underground and it has come up in my rose bed even though I I truly don't have one it's there and so I, I cut it down again dug on it tried to didn't really do very good at that but that so that I could get at least the the base of the plant exposed below ground maybe half an inch or an inch and that's where I put some salt it won't affect my roses because this is a really fat stem I don't want you to put salt in a bunch of flower beds it's not a good idea but to control this one one particular plant I have cut it all the way down I have dug it out I have interrupted its flow I added salt to it in the ground at the ground level and then I put a small container that has no holes in the bottom over the top of it with a rock on top of that I'm going to try and keep this thing from coming back up I'll let you know how it goes the ongoing saga of the plant you don't want beautiful plants don't if you have a glory bower do not think I'm saying that I don't love your plant I do I love the flowers I love the way they look I love the colors that they change to it's just gorgeous but oh my goodness it's it's a bully and it's bullying my roses so I gotta I gotta let that one go Well, we've got a lot going on in our gardens. It's time to make the change over to fall. It's time to prune the roses for the fall bloom. And by the way, if you're growing pumpkins, you're probably not fertilizing them enough. We'll talk about that and so much more here on Weekend Gardening.
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Some things are hard to ignore, like a bad toupee. The Mississippi Lottery's Mega Millions jackpot is one of the good things you should not ignore. It's big. We're talking massive. It's just $2 per play, and for an extra buck, you can add the Mega Plier for a chance to make your non-jackpot winnings really soar. What are you waiting for? Somebody's going to win it? Be somebody. Get your Mega Millions tickets today. Then buy that guy a new rug. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 888-777-9696. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment serving you since 1993. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. 
Are you wasting money on a timeshare you rarely use? Cancel it with Titan Exit Group. Get a free consultation and see how they can stop the never-ending maintenance fees and mortgage payments. In fact, if your timeshare contract is not terminated, you owe nothing, so you have nothing to lose. But those monthly fees? Get legally released from your timeshare, 100% guaranteed. Call now for your free consultation at 800-200-0894. 800-200-0894. Investigating worms for <laughs> John at the reservoir. <laughs> no, no, that's somebody else for Jay at the reservoir. John is in the boat this morning, um, apparently having a little competition with the bald eagle for the fish that he's fishing for. <laughs> I don't know, John. I think I, I'm pretty sure he's going to win. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Um, did, did you know that that? Well, this is an, an obscure reference. Um, when you, someone says that you have an aquiline nose, it's always been considered classic, one of the classic references to a, a healthy, to good looks. And the whole business of the aquiline is actually from the same word as eagle. So it is. It's very not necessarily prominent, but very strong. How about that? Anyway... I was tickled to learn this. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm struggling. I'm in the, the viburnum world over here. Someone asked me uh, on a sidebar that um, how many varieties of viburnums there are that will grow in the south, southern part of our state. And I thought, well, I know two. Well, there's like about ten. So I'm going to have to make a list and send those to us or bring it back. I'll talk about it next week because I have. There's some I like and there's some I don't like, and I would rather offer you those opinions all at the same time. But thank you. It's a good question. Goes into my category of uh, learn something new every day. You know, I have another question which may, may may dovetail with that about fall color. Someone sent me a, a question this week and it said, "What are your ten favorite plants for fall color?" Well, there are a lot, so I have to narrow that one down too, and I will do that. I will get to that pretty soon, I promise. One of those things where we're going to be planting shrubs again before you know it. It's a little on the warm side right now, although you can, of course, take advantage of late summer sales, get those plants, put them in your garage or next to your garage probably, just a little bit of shade, and keep them watered until you are ready to plant whenever that is. Good to do. go ahead and do the soil prep now as well. I have... uh, I have talked here many times about the the joys of uh, chronic pain in the sense that I've had multiple surgeries on my knee and I have a lot of physical activity in my lifetime. I probably have pushed it a little farther than I should. Many people do. And I have just recently abandoned all of the -the over-the-counter things that I've been taking uh, and I'm not going to start anything else either. So I'm particularly interested in this study. Believe me, I'm a little slower than I was. But on the other hand, 
I'm probably going to last longer. Music listening for pain relief. Now, I have always appreciated the ability of music to distract me from what else was on my mind. And I'm thinking this is probably my best way. I'm a, I'm a, a music person, obviously, in addition to listening to radio where people talk, which I love the most, I do like to listen to other people's choices in music from time to time. So here's the Queen Mary University in, and uh, the University College Dublin presenting findings that are telling us that in the case of music listening, it is actually acute pain. And, of course, chronic pain is where you make the difference. And it is different kinds of music that give us the benefit. So... I really appreciate this. They asked almost 300 adults that had real-world acute pain to rate their pain before they listened to a track and after they listened to a track. It was specifically composed in two different versions of varying complexity. Now, this is what we're talking about here. It's not, you know, it's not just listening to a, anything in music. It's listening to these particular ways of influencing your mind with it, Okay. They were randomly assigned to either hear the low-complexity or high-complexity versions, and some were actually randomly selected to give them some impression that they had the control over what they were listening to, although they actually heard the same track. <laughs> so It's another one of those panacea pieces that they have to put into everything, and, and control as well. They found that participants who felt like they had control over the music experienced greater relief in the intensity of their pain, presumably because they were using another part of their brain to make those decisions, okay? Your brain can only do so many things at one time. And they also found that there were no links between the complexity of the music and the amount of pain relief any one individual got. In other words, some one person or another might have a better reaction to a more complex piece of music. Somebody else might have a reaction that was not any different to it, but their pain relief might be about the same. So some, some people have that reaction and some do not. They also suggest that both choice and engagement with music. So I, I anticipate that, oh, I don't know, you used to go to somewhere and go to yoga class and there'd be a little music on before. I think there'll probably be on some music on after <laughs> as people are, are unstretching and restretching. Um, there's an awful lot of strategies to boost engagement. I have had um, I've had dental surgery where they asked me what kind of music I wanted them to put in my ear. You know, they basically picked what whatever station it was. Those kinds of choices I think are going to be more and more available because if we can help ourselves by reducing the amount of pain that we feel and if we also because you know there's a difference in pain that is manipulable and pain that is not. It, I don't mean in terms of the pain itself, I mean in terms of the patient. So those are important. Pain is one of those things, of course, that uh, c catches our attention and tells us what we're either doing or not doing appropriately. So I have to encourage you to garden a pace. Yeah, that's right. Gardening's not, it's not a weekend warrior event, although a lot of times we try and make it one. We never go out in the yard until Friday, and then we go out and wonder why the grass needs mowing, the, the, the leaves need blowing, the entire place needs weeding, and that thing over there that we thought was going to bloom last week has already gone to seed. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's why you need to walk that garden every day, at least a little bit, get out and take a peek at it. 
I confess, I had one day this week when I was extremely busy with other things and the weather was not com- particularly um, cooperative. And when I went outside, there were things turned over from the storm that had just passed through in the night that I missed the first time I went through in the morning. I felt terrible. Now, the plants were fine. But those are the sort of things that we have um, the opportunity to look at if we walk out each day and look at the garden. We'll grow better. We'll feel better. That's the whole point, isn't it, of being a gardener? Of course it is. Absolutely. Let me see if this is a follow-up or another thing. Um, Oh, when is the best time? Good question. Camille wants to know when is the best time to prune back climbing roses, and she's got one that's fast-growing. What's the last time that she could prune it back so that I still have some spring roses? Okay, if it only blooms once, if it's a spring bloomer, then that pruning that you've already done is really where you should stop. If you can reduce fertilizer or if you can put on a little more mulch so it gets a little bit uh, more of a, a moderated circumstance, in other words, it's not just getting a whole lot of rain and then growing and then getting dry and trying to struggle. If you can give you give it a little bit more moderate environment, you may find that it will be fine. But pruning right after they bloom is the way to handle climbing roses that only bloom once. The same is true of bush roses that only bloom once, but the climbers tend to be a little more finicky because they do tend to outgrow themselves. Obviously, if you have to take out an entire cane because it is, has grown up so tall and is now hitting your car every time you drive in the driveway or something like that, you can take that entire cane off down to the ground. But if you cut it back now, you will be cutting into the bloom wood for next year. Her other question is um, about, oh, 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 but if it's a one that multi- that blooms multiple times, that word I love, remontant, doesn't fit in a wordle, but it's a great word. Um, if, it, if it blooms more than once, yes, you can prune it after each bloom if you need to, to keep it in space, the, the, keep it into the place you want it to be. But if it's a once bloomer, you'll lose some flowers if you start pruning on it at this point. In the year, okay, okay. Roses are an interesting topic, and ro- roses—I hardly ever hear from anyone who grows the hybrid tea roses because they consider me a little bit beneath them. Um, I don't—I I don't spray regularly, and I don't th- do all the things that most of the hybrid teas need, including replacing those r- those roses on a fairly regular basis. I do love them in arrangements; they are absolutely beautiful. But if I was going to buy a rose that I wanted to be able to cut for the vase, I would buy Hawaii. It's one that I have had over the years, and I ended up digging it up and, and giving it to someone um, who really liked it. And they had a brand new yard with no roses in it. And it's an easy one. It's an old rose named Hawaii and puts on big pink flowers, and it does not require all the care of a hybrid tea. Now, hybrid teas are lovely, and those of you who grow them, my hat is off to you because it is a lot of trouble. (laughs) But on the other hand, it's not necessarily more trouble than they're worth because they are beautiful. I've also had another question this, this last week. Someone stopped me in the grocery store and said, Garden Mama, I've got roses that have never quit blooming. It's a drift rose, I think, or one of, something like that. But they're getting kind of ratty looking underneath. They've bloomed all summer. They keep putting on flowers, but they don't look so great underneath. Should I prune them? Yes, this is the time for pruning that particular sort of situation with actual head shears. Just go trim off everything on the top and, and trim around them a little bit, neaten the whole thing up, 
fertilize them, and you'll have flowers again in three or four weeks. I have uh, been happy to see that, uh, speaking of cutting things back, I told you that I had chopped on the Dianthus Telstar that I grow, which is a perennial in, in my, my raised beds. Um, I cut it back. I, I, I can't believe it's already got buds on it again, but it does. Usually I would have expected that to be something in the fall. So all of the, all the things that you, you used to think were absolutely set in stone are not necessarily set in stone. And we all also, of course, need to understand that our powers of observation are better. Um, there are several, I haven't seen an app for it, but there are a whole lot of different ways to keep garden diaries and keep lists of what bloomed when. And I wish that more of us would. It's helpful to everybody. It keeps keeps us all more interested in what we're looking at when we know. It, we, we, one thing is, for example, these people that have kept the records for generations and generations on the same properties in, in England can tell you that things are blooming seven to ten days sooner than they did in 1956. And that, that's a broad statement, but that's how that, that's one of the things that has happened. Things are blooming faster. Things are turning into fall color earlier. Um, for, and one of the things that I thought about when the, I read that was what we see here. We see, for example, Japanese maples in the Deep South, but also dogwoods in the Deep South will get that premature fall color. Some of them I've seen are already like that. Part of the reason for that, yes, is the weather and the stress on the tree. But part of it is also because they've actually had a problem earlier in the year, and they're just trying to get rid of those leaves so they can get on to the business of next year. Sometimes it might have been a leaf stippling, you know, an insect problem. Sometimes it may have been a fungus disease. But if that is the case... And if those plants, particularly the dogwoods, drop their leaves early or, or are trying to drop their leaves early, don't fertilize them. You don't want to push new leaves on that'll just then freeze when we get into late fall. But you do want to rake those leaves up, and you want to also make sure that you are putting a note on your calendar for next spring when those dogwoods leaf out. After they bloom, they put on their new leaves, and that's the point where you would want to be treating with a fungicide to prevent the problem that you're having now. Okay, fall color is good, but fall color in August is not what we're after. It's just not what we're looking for. I have been um, amazed at the color orange. I, yes, I agree. I, and oh, by the way, I got purple skinks too, y'all. I hadn't had that before. <laughs> I don't know what's going on out there. But the color orange has been so dominant in my garden lately that I just am, am really tickled about it. I, I like the positivity of that color, and I really like the way it makes me feel. I don't know why. I didn't like orange at all for many, many years. And for now, it makes me smile, which is another thing that I have to tell you is really what we want from a color. Um, my, my front door doesn't make me smile. I'm thinking about painting it orange. <laughs> How about you? What's your favorite color? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All of these things go directly to how we can live better, how we can live differently, how we can think about one one thing or another and perhaps get into a routine, get into having those things that we absolutely have to do to keep ourselves in the moment and in the focus. But, of course, all of that can create some stress. And the good news for you is that a lot of that stress is actually good for you. That's right. Creative tension, 
healthy levels of stress, all of those things. They're all the subject of why we garden, how we garden, and when we garden, which is now. This is Weekend Gardening. like to share some news with you today. Mississippi Industries for the Blind has cleaning chemicals and products to keep your business or even your home clean and safe. Our U.S. made cleaning products are safe, user-friendly, and come with no harsh chemical odors, just a clean, fresh scent. There's no waste with these pre-measured packs. They're a great way to help your bottom line. Would you like to know more? Please contact MIB at sales at msblind.org. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Under 35 and already losing your hair? Come on, guys. You know, looking 10 years older is not a plus for your career or your social life. But you have a choice that your dad didn't have. You can choose to keep your hair. I'm Dr. Michael Konoski at Mississippi Hair Restoration in Metro Jackson. Our new, affordable, non-surgical, in-office medical treatments stop loss and regrow your hair. The sooner you start, the less you have to lose. See our results at StopHairLossMS.com. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. 
I'm disgusting. Oh, House, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the summer fun sale July 29th through August 8th and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $27.29. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course... 35% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only, some exclusion supply. See store for details. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Or your computer or your phone or, I don't know, we need another word, that device business, you know. Turn on your device. No, that doesn't, that doesn't have what radio has. Oh, by the way, Wordle in four, for those of you who are asking. <laughs> Wordle is so funny. Good grief. We need to form a circle. Um, the, the, the question is always, how early do you need that stress, you know? And I have friends that do uh, that actually stay up in in other time zones until midnight so that they can get on the wordle the first thing. Well, that's not likely to happen with me, but I do try and do it in the morning with coffee. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, wordle is one of those mental exercises. It's a New York Times puzzle that was begun by someone during the pandemic to send a game to their friend that couldn't get out because of the pandemic and it turned into this whole thing with thousands and I guess millions of people I don't know playing it around the country um, and in fact we have so many folks doing it that everybody does find different ways of, of looking at stuff oh that's so nice look how beautiful my goodness rose bushes and everything that's nice thank you I don't have a name I didn't I don't want to make one up right now but anyway um, I do find that I'm very competitive about my wordles. Like any game, if you have a few friends that also do it, you don't necessarily want to do it sooner, but you want to do it better. So when my friend says that she did it in three, I know I've got a challenge. You know, there's there's only six, but I'm a, I'm the queen of four. I, I get a lot of wordles in four, so not not a bad place to be. That's why. I'm happy to talk to you about good stress. Mm -hmm. If you exercise regularly, you know about good stress. You know that you are working the muscles that need to be worked on a regular basis, but you're also putting stress on some of the ones that might need a little bit more work that are not getting it. And that stress can cause things to work better, but they can also cause things to have a little bit of pain associated with them. Um, the stress of getting my newsletter out every Friday is pretty minimal, but if it gets to be Thursday afternoon and I've been very busy or I had a lot of appointments or I've been out to consult with some folks, or quite frankly, I've just had a lot going on in my house, 
um, I, 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 I get stressed. And I have to write really fast <laughs> to get it all done. <laughs> Sometimes stress is the worst thing in the world. It can make you feel like you can't do anything. It can make you feel like you have failed at everything. Okay? But the truth of the matter is that stress itself, it's your interpretation of it. And yes, it can pile up and it can come at you from different directions. But if your interpretation of it is, well, i got to work out, work this out you're more likely to have a more positive reaction to it and therefore be better to your brain. Study from the University of Georgia talks about, I love, I love things that are so straightforward. It may feel like an anvil hanging over your head, but that deadline is actually a good thing because it makes your brain work. It keeps your brain popping. It leads you to those other things that we've talked about here about less this, less dementia, less that, you know. Um, the study found that, yes, low to moderate levels, you know, we're not talking about an oncoming car about to hit you in the, you know, that's, that's not what we're talking about. But that the moderate levels of stress can actually help you develop the resilience that you need to overcome greater stress later. So that's part of why we talk about in, in terms of raising children that we want them to make their own mistakes. We want them to have the stress of, of not knowing the answer to the math problem. We want them to experience that little ooh that comes up on the back of your when you can't quite understand what's happening in this movie that you're watching. The, the things that cause stress are very wide and varied. But if you learn that the next scene in the movie will probably resolve this. The next chapter will tell you what happened. Somebody's going to help you with the math. You know, whatever the piece of it is that the kid gets to, we know that they're going to be more resilient. The next time they look at that math problem, they're just going to look at it and see if they can do it, knowing that they did it before and knowing that if they can't, there's help out there. Those are the kinds of stressors that build strong people, that build our ability to go through the things that adults have to go through. There's a certain thing about telling your kids all the time everything, and there's also the certain thing about holding on to what they can need to know until they need to know it. I'm not going to try to give you the answer to that, but I am going to tell you that you can always reduce the stress by offering intervention. So if your kid is having serious stress, you shouldn't just let that run. I don't think, and the studies don't think, they indicate that we can intervene in one way or another and make it a, a good opportunity for their brain to develop the qualities that we need to be able to put up with stress because life is full of stress. I know that everybody says life is, boils down to death and taxes. Well, okay, but it also boils down to stress and love and sunshine and rainfall. You know, that all of those things happen. <laughs> Wowie zowie, that's beautiful. It's Mike from Lamar County. That, that hibiscus is crazy big, gorgeous, but that lily. 28 blooms on it, bright golden yellow, make me so happy. That's gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, Mary's got serious blooming in pearl this week. 12 blooms on that one. That's beautiful. We need to swap cuttings. You've got a tighter flower than I have. <laughs> we need to do that. Um, okay, you're oh good. Jay must have figured it out. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Webster County. How about raising garlic from the seed formed on the scape if you have the time? Absolutely, you can do that. I, I do plant some of my onions that form seed on the scape. I plant those. They take a little longer. And yes, you can do the same with the garlic. The clove is going to produce faster. 
the clove is going to be more reliable, but there's no reason not to plant some of those seeds because they can they can easily grow into cloves themselves or into scapes at least and give you a nice spicy garlicky tasting green that you can harvest if they don't ever turn into anything else. They'll they'll certainly give you that. I love. I'm so happy it's garlic and onion planting time. Y'all know how much I enjoy that. Um, I, I have just recently gone through my spice cabinet. See, there's always a lot going on at my house. So exciting. Go through the spice cabinet. But I, I, at some point, somebody told me to put different things together, and I think I thought I was going to smash them up and, and make something. I don't know what I was going to do. I don't always leave the directions, you know. <laughs> but I found a bag with um, star anise and clove and black peppers and yellow mustard seeds in it. I don't know what I thought I was going to do with it, but at this point, I think I'm going to crush it up and put it into some pickling liquid because I think it would be really tasty. I, I, I believe I told you before about pickling the radishes that were so cheap at the store, I couldn't let them go, but I certainly can't eat a whole bunch of radishes in one week. You know, it was too much to leave laying around, so I, I pickled them, and that was star anise and clove and black pepper, and they, those have turned out very, very well. They're, they're delicious. <laughs> so... Uh, Randy, I got to tell you, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't identify spiders in your your photos. Really blurry, anyway. <laughs> so, pretty flower, though. Um, but I can't tell you what that is. I would, if I was wrong, I would be in more trouble than I could get out of. So there it is. Yeah, some of that stress is good for us, but I know when I shouldn't identify a spider. I am still fascinated by the idea that we can determine which groups of cats are going to live happily together. I can't do it with people, and they'll talk to me. But if you've got any advice about this or you got any tips for me, you know it's mamaonair at yahoo.com. Or if you want to just know more about me, go to linktree.com. No, linktree slash gardenmama. You'll find out a lot more there as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Daniel. We're, we're about to give Daniel quite a send-off. Y'all hold on. We're going light to light up the fireworks pretty soon. Y'all, now, be good to yourselves and good to each other, and come back next week for Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. Some things are hard to ignore, like a bad toupee. The Mississippi Lottery's Mega Millions jackpot is one of the good things you should not ignore. It's big. We're talking massive. It's just $2 per play, and for an extra buck, you can add the Mega Plier for a chance to make your non-jackpot winnings really soar. What are you waiting for? Somebody's going to win it? Be somebody. Get your Mega Millions tickets today. Then buy that guy a new rug. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 888-777-9696. Peace of mind goes a long way. As parents, we want to make sure our kids are taken care of in the future in all aspects, right? Especially financially. The Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services offers a savings program to help their clients achieve a better life experience by offering a way to alleviate some of the unknown financial worries. Mississippi ABLE is a federal program which enables individuals with disabilities to save money in tax-advantaged accounts that may be used for qualified disability expenses while keeping the eligibility for federal benefits. Learn more about Mississippi ABLE at MississippiAble.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? 
because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. Love your results or your money back. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.